It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Born to a family that always cared about food, Lucinda Scala Quinn started cooking professionally as a teenager, and she's worked as a chef, a cooking teacher, caterer, and food writer. She's vice president, editorial director of Food and Entertaining at Martha Stewart Omnimedia, and host of Mad Hungry, the television show, author of the book by the same name. And she's joining us today on Amy's Table. Hi, Lucinda. How are you? I'm great. Nice to talk to you again, Amy. You too. So what do you think makes the perfect Easter dinner? You know, it's the first time of year for me that the first thing I think about is what's fresh, what's new, what is kind of young and of the season. And almost more than ever, I I think about that adage, you know, what grows together goes together. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, there's just when it's on Easter or even if I'm celebrating or giving friends ideas for Passover, it's all about lamb for me. I just, I can't help but go to that place. And this year, all I could think about was lamb and artichoke. So um, it's, it's a little early, but the meals that I have planned have to do with those two items. Mm. Like, you know, I think they go together like, you know, you know, the perfect couple. And then as a side dish, I'm looking at peas. I'm looking at baby spinach. These are the first things that are getting into the farmers markets in the in the you know the part of the world where we have four seasons and we're coming out of the winter and so yeah. that's where my head goes when it comes to Easter dinner. Oh, I think that sounds so good. Well, you know, it's funny going back to the lamb. I recently learned that lamb is the largest the, the most kind of meat consumed across the globe. I mean, that's the the most lamb most meat is I can't even say it. You know what I'm trying to say, wow, right? That's extraordinary. I, I wouldn't have known I wouldn't have thought that to be a true stat. I wouldn't have either. And so it's so funny to me that in the US we don't cook that much lamb. We tend to reserve it for things like Easter dinner. And I think I it's know. it's funny because it's so delicious and so easy to prepare. Yeah, it can be a tough sell for some people because I think many of us, and no offense to our moms and grandmas, but um, in the past, maybe perhaps it hasn't been young enough and it's been overcooked and it's had a bit of a, a gaminess to it. But nowadays, there are so many beautiful cuts of lamb you can get. And you're absolutely right. I make lamb burgers all year round. Mm, yeah. Um, I, make, I make those very thin uh, shoulder chops of lamb, which are affordable and wonderful on the grill. And I like to even just grill those up and then just drizzle with you know, olive oil and garlic and some fresh mint. So I'm thinking lamb all the time. But what I mean for the holidays, when I know I'm going to have a lot of people over, I, I think of like a big leg of lamb. And the, what I'm going to do this year is I'm going I, I to have it boned, mm-hmm. get that bone out, and, of course, save that bone because roasted with some white beans, that's a superb, not a you know, mm. whole other meal. Oh, that sounds good, too. <laughs> but I'm going to lay that, lay down that sort of flat, butterflied um, leg of lamb that the bone's been removed from, and then I like to put a stuffing in it. And my stuffing this year is artichoke hearts, Parmesan cheese, pancetta, fresh mint, a little bit of breadcrumbs, and I just you know put that together and just kind of smooth it over the lamb and then roll it up. Oh. and tie it, and then just it's such a great compact thing that just basically cooks in no time, in about an hour. And by the way, you can get that done like the night before or something, so you have that all set. And then I'll just slice it so it's just beautiful slices of the pinwheel look, and then on a big bed of fresh peas and spinach. Oh, oh, so that sounds looking. so good. <clears throat> then the, and the other thing is, and this is like me always thinking about double duty, but... 
I'll start with a bunch of artichokes, and maybe if it, depending on how many people are there, six, eight, nine artichokes, steam those, and take all those beautifully steamed leaves off, put that aside, and make just a simple dipping sauce, and that's an appetizer, and then I get those hearts out of all those artichokes, and that's the heart that I use to fill the lamb. So oh, I'm yum. always, you know, thinking about, because, you know, it can be a little bit of work to get to an artichoke heart, and I always feel bad about getting rid of the leaves, so I thought, well, why not do an appetizer and use it for the stuffing this year. So those are my those are my plans. I love the idea of putting all the leaves out, you know, peeled away from the artichoke. So can you do that ahead too? I mean, obviously you can because you're doing the the yeah. lamb the night before. Exactly. And then what you do is you just you get them cooked so they're beautifully cooked. And then you put the leaves in uh, a resealable bag so they stay moist. And then it's just I pile them high on a platter and you know, I just make like, you can either make a lemon mayonnaise or you can just make some kind of cool, you know, dipping sauce. Just flavor your regular mayonnaise with some lemon juice and a little bit of lemon rind and maybe some minced capers or something. And then people just, you know how fun it is to just stand around and eat. Definitely. You know, yeah. Oh, and, that um, sounds good. So so when you're planning a menu, whether it be for a holiday or whatever, it sounds like you sort of start by both the season and the occasion. But, I, you know, to plan a, like the menu you just described, I'm, I'm truly salivating over the bed of peas <laughs> with the lamb, the rolled lamb over top. But so, you know, how do we get that kind of aha wow on each menu that we plan? Do you start with what's freshest or? Well, the- I think, you know, um, for me, Amy, and, so, you know, sometimes like one one year I was in um, England uh, at Easter and I set one challenge for myself. It I think it starts with one idea. And I don't know what that idea is for somebody, but it could be um, a main dish. It could be an ingredient. It could be the market. It could be, um, you know, uh, something that has to do with where you live or who you're with or you know you need a buffet and then you would work back from there. But you know, as a food person, for me, this is the time of year that I'm. 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 Listen, I. I love a long simmering braise in the winter as much as the next person, but by the time April comes around, I am so ready to turn away from yes. some of the, you know, in the kitchen hot cozy. I just. I just want to look at that market, and I want. And I think of spring truly as this time of renewal and growth and birth. And so I'm always just looking at those new things. So I would work with stuff like leeks or rhubarb. I mean, maybe you're going to have your grandmother or your mother over or your best friend, and you know that their favorite thing in the world is rhubarb. Well, I could see building a whole meal around that idea, the Mm -hmm. idea of rhubarb. You could make a rhubarb compote. That would be lovely with just lamb chops. Um, I, you know, so so my biggest advice to everybody is to start with an idea. My second thing is, it's always better to make enough of a few things than too many things that you have to, A, shop more for, B, have more labor on. I, I mean, if it was, you know, I, and I'm, so I'm always a less is more in terms of options. Yeah. More is more in terms of quantity. Yeah, that's a, that's a great plan. Well, I just keep thinking of all the lovely ingredients you've put in the lamb you're suggesting for Easter yeah. and having it on that big bed of peas. It's like, oh, you got everything you need right well, there. And the <laughs> other part about that menu, Amy, is the strategy because I know myself well enough to know that when I wake up the next morning and we're dealing with, um, you know, Easter and Easter baskets and entertaining and family and chaos, the last thing I want to start doing is starting to cook my meal. So if the day before or the night before I've got everything organized and ready to go, 
then all I really have to do is pop it in the oven. And, and I, I have found, as somebody who cooks and entertains a lot, even if you think you've got everything organized, at the last minute when people come in, they're bringing you flowers, uh, you know, you got to get drinks. There's, there's so much you can't predict that's going to happen at the last minute. But I'm a fan of getting everything done in advance. And so strategy, so I, going back to like an idea, um, you know, an idea, what's seasonal, and then really a strategy of what works for you. I mean, maybe you're somebody who loves risotto, and you're going to have five people over, and you're going to make risotto. Well, that means you're going to be in the kitchen at the last minute cooking that risotto, so then everything else has to be planned. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, exactly. Exactly, and know your your capacities and capabilities. You know, this is the last time, as you say, on this sort of the season that you're going to lighten up, brighten up, check all of the fresh growing things. The last thing you need to be is a slave to the stove on That's Easter. Right. And you have, yeah, you have such beautiful ingredients, and I always tell everybody, no matter how accomplished and how new they are to cooking and entertaining, don't be afraid to be simple. Yeah, people love that. They just love. The, the the bold gesture of simplicity. Yes. And sometimes it's as simple as beautiful radishes are in the market, so clean them up, get a giant bowl of them, and then maybe just have like some butter and salt. And that couldn't be simpler, but it's a classic and it's beautiful and it says something. It's like it's confident. Yep. Yes, that's well put. And confident is a good way to go into spring. Well, leave us on a confident note for some ideas for desserts, like a simple Easter dessert. What do you see there this year? Um, it's funny, as you said that, and I was already talking about rhubarb. Um, and I love to work with eggs in the spring. They're such a they're such a symbol of spring. Yeah. And um, so, what I would do is I would take eggs and I would make a very simple meringue. Um, I would separate the yolks and the whites and make a very simple meringue, and it's not, you know, and, which means you're just basically whipping egg whites with sugar and a touch of cream of tartar, and then you can do just pretty much anything with it. But I would make it either one large, um, like a pavlova type of thing, oh, where you're yeah. making kind of like a layer, or small individual ones, which means you just pipe or smooth it onto um, a parchment lined baking sheet, and then get it into a very low temp oven, maybe. 200, maybe even less if you have one of those heating ovens on your stove, and you literally leave it with the door ajar overnight. Just, you don't want it to get too colored, and you have those crispy, yummy meringues. And then I would take that egg yolk that I have left and do something with the rhubarb, like maybe make, um, instead of lemon curd, maybe make a rhubarb curd. Oh, yum! uh, Yeah, and then put like a dollop of whipped cream on top of it, and it's just, I find that when... You eat things in the same meal, like peas and rhubarb and leeks. and These things are all growing together at the same time. They're coming to fruition at the same time of year. And you can really experience the pleasure of that on the platter. And then the only other thing, if you didn't, weren't into, um, let's say you weren't into doing any of that, and you're like, oh, gosh, that's too much, I might even buy store-bought meringues and store-bought lemon curd and somehow make a dessert out of those two things, because lemon is a, a fabulous um, ending for a lamb meal, too. Sure, they could sprinkle across some berries or something and make it look exactly. so perfect for Easter. Well, I am so, so inspired, I can't begin to tell you. And, of course, we can find all kinds of more ideas and inspiration from Lucinda's shows, her books, and her blog, madhungry.com, or excuse me, blog.madhungry.com. So you can just go to madhungry.com, and, and then it'll tell you, um, you can put your zip code in, and it will give you the channel. It's a Hallmark channel at 11 o'clock Monday to Friday, and we are we are just 
Um, I'm on the set actually today, and we just did a fantastic brunch show. So there's lots of ideas of, um, and and also on the blog, medhungry.com, and on Facebook as well on the fan page. Just say hi. I love to talk to everybody about what they're thinking and what they're cooking. That's how I get inspired too. Well, sounds great. You've inspired us today, and thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you, Amy. Have a good season. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me. Did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours.